Ahead of this year's PwC All-Stars, which take place on the 1st of November, our very own Mick McCarthy was joined in studio by Brendan Cummins, Brendan Bugler and Richie Power as they picked their 15 hurling All-Stars for this year. You can check out the full video on our social media channels, but here is the full audio in podcast form. Lads, thanks very much for joining us. First uh, of November this year, the All-Star Awards. It's still like, it's, it's such a really big night. It's funny, I always think of the GEA as like, it's such a team game and so modest, like modesty is such a virtue almost, Brendan, that like, do you think players almost allow themselves to enjoy this individual accolade enough? You did it five times, you know, I'm sure if I interviewed you after every one of them, you'd be like, ah, look, it was about the lads in the pitch, but looking back now, it must mean something to be honoured. That does, I mean, it's, um, yeah, like you say, you soldier with guys all year and then it's that individual thing to recognise the work that you've done and certainly the times that I'd have gotten All-Stars and I didn't know until the night and I genuinely didn't know, when your name is called out there is that rush of adrenaline to say, yeah, I've got there, do you know what I mean? And when you sit up there on the stage and look down, it really is, you know, it's special because growing up you'd have seen... For me, it was to you know the little uh, pen pictures of the players and the little photographs they had on the posters. You'd see them on all the walls mm-hmm. and the clubs and all. And to be on the wall and know you've gotten a mug on like that for, for history is, is nice. And then, of course, two days later, you're saying to yourself, well, I need to get back to the grindstone now because I have targets for next year. But yeah, there is a certain intake and exhale of breath going, yeah, this is yeah. nice, you know. And then you're wondering, where's the trip as well, of course, which is, <laughs> which is always the next question. All right, lads, where are we going? How far is the plane going? And all that kind of stuff. So there's that camaraderie piece. I was lucky I got on four all-star trips. And whatever about the night itself, getting away with, with lads is just a fantastic five or six day break, whether it's Buenos Aires or San Francisco. You know what I mean? Yeah. Join the yeah. GA and see the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, and how you get to know people outside of your own county as well. Yeah, and like, the crack yeah. that you have, like, I mean, yeah. um, you know, after Kilkenny beat us, you, were you in that barn, the Kilkenny in, in Buenos Aires, were you, in I 2000? Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when the Kilkenny and Tipperary lads met up, Kilkenny had beaten us in the All Ireland final. And, uh, you know, even Jim McCarwin got his, uh, got his All-Ireland medal. The Kilkenny boys stood up and gave him a round of applause and the tip boys stood up and gave him one on the way back down. And, but, you know, all that kind of thing is, is, the, is, is really what the All-Star, I suppose, is about. I'm just wondering from a goalkeeper's point of view, we'll talk about this year's goalkeepers in a few minutes. It's like you, to win five in an era of, like, Damien Fitzhenry, Davy Fitz, Donal Logue, you know, and it's because it's, it's just like this individual position. There's only one a year, you know, it's kind of like you don't get to really face those guys on the pitch or the other end of the field from them. Is that kind of like a personal accolade, a personal win over those guys that you're competing with? Well, I think competing with is probably the right way of, of putting it. You say it wasn't directly in competition, but if it's Henry, who for me was the benchmark all through my playing career, any night I trained, I was thinking, Dame Fitzhenry is probably training harder this, I need to do more, I need to do more. Um, and if he was down the other end pitching me, bringing off saves, I just thought you have to up your game here, he's outshining you, you just need to do something. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that was kind of always where the bar was at for me was Damien. So, yeah, we would look at each other, don't low, wreck my head for a few years, because lads were saying to me, you should be going shot with the puck outs. And I said, I'd much rather play a game of puck fodder here, lads, if you don't mind. <laughs> and uh, so they made me change my game. So other players and other goalies having a different style to you, you have to adapt and change to have a little bit of what they're doing. Stick to your own values. But I think it did change goalkeeping and revolutionise it because we were all looking at each other, taking little bits of what each other was doing and putting our own style to it. So it does give you that edge. And I think this year, looking at the all-star selection with chatting a while, goalkeeping is, is coming back into a real healthy space now again. For sure, Richie, you grew up in a house where All-Stars were the norm, I suppose. You know, your dad won two, you won two as well, arguably could have had one or two more. Um, you know, does that, I don't know, to, to, to kind of um, replicate what your uh, father did, you know, that must make it even kind of more special to sort of like to, you know, for, for even more even for him or even so than yourself to kind of, yeah. to, for you to replicate what he no, did. No, look, absolutely. You know, I was... I suppose I remember 2011 when, when I got my second, you know, I kind of had a, a small little grin to myself saying that I was, I was equal with that at that stage, so we had a bit of a laugh about it afterwards, but um, yeah, no, look, as Brendan said, it's, it's, it's a huge accolade to, to receive at the end of a long year, you know, and, um, but I suppose on the other side of it as well, it's one thing I always kind of said, like, was that, you know, whoever accepts the awards the 1st of November, I'm sure they'd all love to be in Tipperary shoes sure, you know, with yeah. an All-Ireland medal at the end of the day. So, look, individual awards are great, but, you know, what, what matters most is, is walking up the, st- the steps of the Hogan stand and, 
you know, Tipperary deserved that this year. And um, but obviously, look, there's a, there's a widespread of nominees, and you know, as we'll discuss later on, and you know, I'm sure there'll be one or two shocks on the night as well. Definitely, yeah. And folks, before we like move on to this year, I just I I, I find it an interesting. Say your two all stars, one of them comes after an All Ireland, and it's kind of you know you win it with a load of other Clare lads, and there's a kind of a togetherness and a camaraderie. And how many did we get that we're going to talk about with kind of like Tip and Kilkenny? Um, this year, and then in the, the year before, you win it as kind of the only Clare man. And, and there are counties in here, there's Leash, you know, we'll be looking at uh, a couple of others who getting that all star is a big deal, and it's a big deal for the county. And I remember you, I think you were the first Clare one since Tony Griffin, maybe in 06. Yeah, I could yeah. be wrong about that, but you know, that's a big deal for a county, and that's a sign that you're getting recognised and people are actually seeing the work that's going in, both for you individually and for the team. Yeah, I suppose, and back in 2012, it was, a, it was a little bit of a surprise, being honest with you, considering yeah. we, hadn't, uh, we hadn't got to the quarter-final, but I'll take it anyway, I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, look at at the time, it meant an awful lot, I suppose, to my club in particular, considering we're such a, a small club in East Clare, and at the time, I suppose, I didn't really, you know, celebrate it all that much. It was like you were just saying there, you're kind of, you're thinking automatically, you're thinking to next year and trying to, to, to get up there again, basically, so... It's more now, you know, since I've retired, that you kind of look back and you think, Jesus, yeah, like, you were in the top 15 hurlers in Ireland this year, which is an extraordinary achievement when you think about it. So it's really something to look back with pride. Definitely, yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the 2019, uh, the PwC All-Star Awards will be on Friday, November the 1st. We've got 11 Tipperary uh, players nominated out of the 45. We've nine Kilkenny, eight Wexford, seven Limerick. Two from Leash, which I think is brilliant, and we should talk about. Um, two from Cork, two from Dublin, two from Galway. None from Clare, Brendan, but, you know, back next goals. year. I suppose you have to get uh, out of the province first and <laughs> foremost and, and see after that. Unfortunately for us, we didn't this year. Definitely, yeah. So, uh, goalkeeper, we'll start with then, lads. You have to pick one from three here. We've owned Murphy from Kilkenny, uh, Brian Hogan from Tip. Both of those we would have expected. And I think one that we were all kind of happy to see was um, Ender Rowland from Tip, Brendan. And Ron Leash, look, and I think Ender's got a great shout at this. Um, after your Ireland final, I suppose then when Owen Murphy's the name that rolls off your, your lips all the time, you talk about the great goalkeepers of the last two or three years. But looking at it, I saw Ender Rowland playing the flesh four times this year. I saw Owen Murphy playing five times this year. And when I sat back a couple of weeks after the Ireland final, I took the emotion and, and the thoughts, the perceptions I had about how good Owen Murphy is. I said to myself, well, maybe Owen, our end of Roland this year, had slightly a better year. Like, mm -hmm. I've seen him like stop penalties. He scores points for Leash, so point, blow for blow, he's the same as Owen Murphy there. And I think if he's on most inter-county, other inter-county panels, he plays like, you know, and he would be well capable of playing that all Ireland final this year for Kilkenny. Before, it would have been a nod. And like you started your question, but it's nice to see. Mm. But he absolutely deserves to be in there. And for me, be very close to saying Ender Rowland could be the all-star goalkeeper yeah. this year. And not just because it's a nice thing for a Leash guy to get an all-star, mm. but because he has taken his game to such a high level. Leash would not have won the Joe McDonald. They would not have beaten Antrim. I saw him playing Antrim in Port Leash. He saved the penalty. They won the match by six, seven points. But, I mean, in the first 20 minutes of that game, Antrim had four goal-scoring chances. He stopped three of them. And the other one was Blaise White. Now, if any of them went in, Antrim were on with their tails up because they'd yeah. beaten Kerry in the first round and they would carry momentum. So, you know, he, he for me, is, is very, very close now. And his distribution, you know, if you're talking about a goalkeeper, it's almost two-pronged now. You have to be able to stop the goals going in. You have to be able to set up the scores on the other end almost with the puck-outs and everything like that. But he's got all that as part he of the game as well. And he can even score a couple. He can. I mean, the other side too is if you look at the forward, he sent a forward Mark Kavanagh you know, had a fantastic year. A lot of those are based on assists from Ender Rowland and the way they play the game. Eddie Brennan had a very specific game plan. You can't have a game plan unless your goalie can ping the ball to two foot square or where the ball needs to go. And he does that more often, more often than not. You know, so all those things combined together do make him the, the complete package. And the way the year went this year, like other years, Leash wouldn't have gotten as far as they did and no one even know Ender Rowland exists. Yeah. But he did this year, Leash did, and he certainly, certainly made the most of his, of his opportunity, especially in Crow Park as well, brought a number of fantastic saves. And Tip didn't score 10 goals like everyone thought they would mm. in Crow Park either. So his organisational skills, I watched him on the day as well, was exceptionally good. So I tell you, he's there, thereabouts in my head. Would you go along with that, lads? 
Yeah, no, look, look, absolutely everything Brendan said is, is true, but I suppose if we're going on history and going on, I suppose, the last few years, the All-Stars are predominantly picked on semi-final and final, you know, and we've seen that in the last couple of years, and hence why there was a couple of shocks, people will say. Um, with that regard, absolutely, if you go back over the year, the course of the year, um, Ender Rowland had a fantastic year, um, but in my eyes, it it's going to come down between Owen and Brian. Um, not because they ended up in the All-Ireland final. Um, you know, we're probably overlooking Brian here a bit. You know, mm. he's after kind of coming in, it's his second year, I think, Brendan, on the team. Yeah, his second, second year. year. Yeah. You know, he didn't do much wrong over the no. course of the year. Okay, there were maybe one or two goals in the semi-final against Wexford. He, he could have stopped. But he had a very, very good All-Ireland final. He was very, very calm, very composed. You know, under the high ball, he's very, very good. You know, I, I t- yeah, do you know, like mm-hmm. I think, Twice. I think Brian Hogan could, you know, I think he could, he could get it. Um, yeah. You know, everyone is talking about Owen, absolutely. You know, Owen has showed over the last couple of years his credentials as a goalkeeper. He's, yeah. he's probably after taking it to the next level. Um, you know, and from when Brendan was there and, and, and the likes. But I don't know, maybe winning it might tip it in Brian's favour. I don't know. It's an interesting discussion because you know you could say that Owen Murphy's the best goalkeeper in Ireland without saying that he had the best. 2019, you know, and I think that's probably a fair point. I don't know what you think. Brendan. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards Brendan a small little bit, and just like Richie is saying there, Owen, he will go down as one of the, the greatest goalkeepers of all time, like the man beside me here. But, I, you know, when I was weighing up the two of them this year, Owen didn't play every single championship game this year as well because, you know, he was injured in the early rounds, you yeah. know, and with Inda, really, you're only going on. You know, the game against Dublin and the quarterfinal against yeah. Tipperary, really, you know, when it comes to picking the All-Stars. For me, I'm leaning towards, I'm leaving towards Inda. You know, I just think that, that Leash were the, were the fairy tale story of this year's championship, being honest with you. And um, I didn't see him four times in the, in the flesh like Brendan, but, you know, any time I did watch him, you know, against Dublin and against Leash, particularly against Dublin, I thought he was absolutely incredible. He was brilliant. And I just think this year, Owen, as good and all as a keeper that he that he is, he wasn't at the same pitch as he was in previous years. Yep. And I suppose for that reason, I think that uh, I'd go with Inda. Right, okay, well, two votes then. I suppose we'll uh, we'll put Ender Rowland in our, our panel all-star yep. team for this one. Um, on to defenders now. We've 18 defenders, and the rules do say that you can pick six in any position. Uh, we don't necessarily have to worry about uh, exactly where they go. We will go by two to seven though um, when we're talking about it. We won't have to spend as much time as we did possibly on the goalkeepers there because a lot of these do kind of pick themselves. Like I presume everybody would agree that Ronan Marr, for example, is going to win an All-Star this year. Um, we kind of know that and there's a few more, I suppose, as we go down through the team that kind of pick themselves. But um, Richie, I don't know for, for yourself, um, or maybe I should start with the defender in the group, actually, Brendan. Um, who are the players that kind of jump out for you there that we mightn't be talking about? Yeah, um, I suppose the, the cornerbacks, to me, more or less picked themselves. You know, I think Cahill Barrett had a, had a wonderful year. You know, last year he was played, I think, out of position, you know, played midfield for a lot of the championship. I think this year, you know, Liam decided to put him back cornerback. I thought he was terrific. And in the other corner, I think Sean Finn has brought his game as well to a new level. And, and even during the league, when Mikey Casey was out, he slotted into full-back seamlessly and he had a great league at full-back. Um, against Clare in the Championship, Sean Finn, cornerback, was absolutely incredible. I just think he had a very, very consistent year. So for me, the two cornerbacks kind of picked themselves. The question is, over the full-back spot, you know, um, you know you've Rona Maher that was there. He was only in there the last two games, Ireland semi-final and Ireland final. You two Lawler, who I think, who had an absolute terrific year. Sure, yeah. Bruno Mara has to get an All-Star in my eyes. The question is, where do we put him? Do you put him full-back or do you put him back out in the half-back line? My own preference probably would be, yeah, to, to go with him full-back this year. But maybe the boys might have another opinion. No, wouldn't I'd say, yeah. I mean, that agree completely. Bruno Mara with Cahill and, and Sean Finney each side him would be the, the ones to me. I think Conan Finley going into the... All Ireland final was the tip was with the one tip would have had to shut down, and because it was such a problematic position for Liam Sheedy, it kind of just all fell right after the Wexford game when Barry Heffernan went in. Ronan assumed the leadership position inside and full back and said, "Right, I'm going to make a fist of this thing." And Tipperary season really kicked on from there, especially after what happened in the Gaelic grounds mm-hmm. when 
tip were really torn apart and poor old um what you call it um was was caught james barry yeah. was caught so many times you know what i mean and then you the leash came where leash ended up giving james barry the puck out mm -hmm. so then you had my god what are we going to do now uh, we have a right good team but we need to sort out three and ronan maher sacrificed a bit of what he could give in the half back mm -hmm. line tailored his game to suit better for fullback and and tip go on and win all Ireland, so they're the three for me. Yeah, I, his year, Ronan Marr, before we move off him, is an interesting one. Like, as in, he's been on the team a long time, he's been there, but there are some years where Hurlers kind of almost step up and become a kind of a, a bigger part. He almost, like, you know, you would argue he had a bigger uh, a bigger impact than Paddy this year, for example, probably for the first time since he's been in there. It's been coming a little bit with him, but I think he just put everything together mm -hmm. this year, like, and became the go-to uh, defender for Sheedy. He did, and it's kind of the way the modern defender is gone because the fullback has to be as good a ball player now. Before you, you might have gotten away with it. But I think the Wexford game was the ideal one for to come in at fullback because mm. you knew you were going to have a sweeper, mm. yeah. right? So you knew your fullback. There was no good. They weren't like Conor McDonald full forward. They weren't going to rake in long high balls. Oh. It was going to be a mobile thing. As well as that, then when you do have a, an extra man at the back, you create an overlap. So therefore, when he gets the ball, he drives at 80, 90, 100 yards accurately into a full forward's hand which is Tip's danger end of the pitch so when he gets it there's a kind of a comfort across Tipperary players and supporters that this is going to go to a blue and gold hand and that's the way he plays you know so he added he added a tempo and I know Liam Sheedy be big into that for his goalkeeper and full back line to set the tempo the way we play take risks so that allows the fellas further out the pitch to go geez if he's taking risks I better start taking chances and Ronan gives you a platform to do that. Mm. Any objections there for three? No, absolutely not. Um, Ronan Maher would have been my would have been my pick at number three, definitely. Um, you know, I actually thought Ronan Maher was the man of the match in the All Ireland final. Um, you know, I was I was no, I wasn't surprised. Noel McGrath got it. He was absolutely outstanding on the day. But for me, I thought Ronan Maher was the standout performer on the day. And you know, he went back in full back against Wexford in the semi final when things were going against them. They were down to fourteen men. And he absolutely came out with ball after ball. So yeah, absolutely the correct the correct decision at number yeah. three. Two players you mentioned there who aren't nominated for the uh, hurler of the year, which we're going to talk about in a while, which I think surprised a lot of people and shows, I suppose, how good some of the performances were this year. The half back line then, um, uh, Bugs. I don't know uh, if you've, you know, there are. I suppose this is a little bit more open than the full back line, isn't it? Mm. I think so. Yeah, I, I think particularly at centre back. I know a lot of people's opinions are maybe Parik Walsh. No, I thought Parik Walsh had a very, very good year. But to me, the standout centre-back this year was Matthew O'Hanlon. Like, yeah. And if you look at the games that he, that he played and, and the role that he was given, the man-marking job he was given, he was given a man-marking job you know, on opposition's pivotal players. Look at Colin Keane, he was, number, was one. Um, Niall Burke and Johnny Glynn against Galway, two pivotal players for them. Uh, TJ twice and Jason Ford. And I thought... You know, his consistency throughout the year was just was brilliant. For me, and maybe the lads might disagree, but for me, he's the, he's the all-star centre-back. You know, but, you know, Pike Walsh still had a good year too, like, and I wouldn't argue him going in there either, but I suppose, as I said, for me, it would be Matthew. Yeah, it'd be slightly different. I'd be uh, supporting maybe Rich on this one, saying that Pike Walsh, for me, I think he... Real modern, energetic, driving forward. Like in, you, you look at Kilkenny over the course of the year. Some would say they they could have nearly overachieved based on what we all expected. Or going to get bit by Cork. Ah, oh, that was a fluke. Now mm. Limerick will beat him. Ah, oh, that was. Do you know what I mean? This kind of thing was happening. I think the axis of Padraig Walsh and TJ Reid were the two that any generation of Kilkenny team, and it's a fair statement to make. I think those two boys get on it. Do you know what I mean? Like they are just they, they dragged Kilkenny. Mm, yeah. Like, you know, it's like even at an underage match, if you could centre back and centre forward, you're going a long ways to doing something. And there's mm. a terror to say it's senior intercounty elite hurling that that's the case. But yeah. I thought Padre Walsh, he put out fires all over the place. Like when Limerick went inside in Gillan for a while, he is just I think for me that he's my centre back anyway. Richie, yeah, decided look, about look what Brendan said about Matthew O'Hannon is, is correct. Like Matthew had a great year. Um but I suppose going back to Park, we were absolutely delighted to see Park being moved out of number three in Kilkenny. Yeah. You know, we've been crying out for it for the last three years. Um, so when he eventually got out, we were thrilled. And obviously then we didn't know whether he was going to slot in at five. We, our problematic area has been six for the last kind of maybe year or two. So, you know, Park went in there and made it his own. Um, you know, and I think that's going to be Park's position going forward. You know, he himself and TJ are probably the first two names on, on Brian's team sheet as, as they go out. So... 
Um, look, Matt Johannan, you know, there, there might be an argument that he'll slot in at maybe seven. You know, that's, that's the other side of it. You know, you'd, yeah. you'd imagine Brendan Maher is, is guaranteed number five um, yeah. from Tip, yeah. you know, and then that leaves, that leaves seven open. Like, okay, Paddy Maher come into, come into recognition, but has he had as strong a year as he had in previous years? I'm not so sure. So, I don't know, yeah. could, you, could you maybe slot Matt yeah. Johannan in at seven? Well, bearing in mind that just it, the rules are just six backs go in, and if you're like we are trying to pick a team here, but is Matthew O'Hanlon the next best defender of the 18 on the list of the for the 2019 performances? Um, I suppose to put my tip bias to one side, not for me. I think Paddy Marr, like against, I just think back against Wexford when it was raining in ball in that last 15 20 minutes of that game, like the white helmets of Tipperary were the ones who won the match that day, yeah. right? The forwards will always get the credit. It's kind of reflected in the way the, the players of the year is, has gone. Like, they're all forwards, marquee, everyone dreams of hitting balls over the bar kind of thing, you know? But Paddy Marr, like, he won more ball, marched out with it, and with Tip's need was most. And that day, like, for me, Paddy was the was the one. And he just, when he gets to Tip, people just tend to sit in the edge of the seat or stand they up. They do, yeah. Mm. So you know what I mean? And Matthew Hanlon did have a fantastic year and all that stuff. But it's just that swashbuckling approach that Paddy has. It's yeah. just flair written all over it. It's an interesting discussion, though, Brent. Ben, I put to you as someone mm. who played five for a long time and, and across the half back line, right? Matthew Hanlon had a man marking job I this year it, yeah. where he took forwards out of yeah. the game. And Paddy Marr played a lot of time as a spare man in some parts of games rather than, a, and, and would have done the swashbuckling clearances. What is more valuable to a team? Bear in mind that it does it does mean something when forty thousand people get up on their off their feet mm. and cheer a potty mark clearance as well. Yeah, I think for me, potty has to be in the team. Nice. You know, I, I, I <laughs> you've now seven backs. He has with a sweet yeah. this team. <laughs> no, he, he he has to be, and, and for the very same reasons that, that Brendan is just after saying, you know, he's 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 he, he's valued to the Tipperary team and and what he brings to the, the fans and everything. You know, when, he, when he gets a ball in his hand, as you said there, mm. everyone just stands up and he has such an influence on games. And when Tip play bad, when Paddy plays bad, usually Tip play bad. You know, mm. that's, that's, the way, that's the way. He's such a, a leader. We go down as one of the greatest halfbacks of all time, in my opinion. I think he's just, he's, he's an incredible player. I couldn't leave him out of this team. You know, to, to put Matthew in at wing, it wouldn't be right to leave Paddy out. I still myself would have Matthew at six. Yeah. Um, but no, if we're going, if the lads have gone for Potter, for Park Walsh at six, I'd have to go with Potty Mara for seven anyway. Maybe Richie might think differently. No, look, uh, as I said, I, it was just something that I put at it. Um, you know, I suppose if we settle with Potty at seven, you're looking at four, four, you know, four defenders from Tipperary. Yeah. Like looking at it from the other side, you look at the semi-final; they conceded three goals, could have conceded mm -hmm. another two. Mm -hmm. It opened up fairly bad in the Munster final against Limerick. So, you know, when you look at it like that, okay, as individuals, definitely, um, the players we've picked deserve their all-star, but I suppose collectively as a whole, like what Brendan said is right, when Paddy Marr plays bad, Tip tend to play bad, and that's when Tip nearly lose. So, you know, I suppose Paddy, I suppose he's been probably the most consistent hurler in Ireland for mm -hmm. the last 12 12 years. Mm. There's only 20 minutes of play I think he's it's missed. He's missed. Yeah. That, See that stat came out recently there it's and it's just, it's amazing. And if you look at his, his body shape last year, wasn't really right, he was too bulked up. This year under Liam, a new strength and conditioning coaches, he actually lost a bit of weight to put was more functional movement, we'll say, do you know what I mean? Sports specific mm. training is what he was probably doing more of. And he wasn't as muscle bound. Because before when he got up to catch the ball, he, when he, a full extension of his hand, the ball popped out because everything was tightening as he was putting his hand yeah. up, which was affecting his reflex of catching. Right. So if he doesn't have that bulk up here, his hand more relaxed goes up and catches the ball. So that's why this year we saw him catching the ball more than we had previous years, because he was too bulked up, in my opinion, here. So when he went to do that, it was catching all the way up along, and it hits the palm of your hand and it comes out. Whereas this year, I think he had a better strength and conditioning program, which meant that when he put up his hand to catch it, it stuck. Someone told me his body fat. Percentage is only seven percent, yeah. Which is for a guy yeah. of six foot five, 
Phenomenal. Yeah. When I was in there, it helped bring the overall average back down. <laughs> I was happy enough. Right, so um, I think we're somewhat agreed on that, at least by majority rule anyway. So, so far we've got uh, Ender Rowland, we've got a full back line of um, Cahill Barrett, Ronan Marr and Sean Finn, and a half back line of Brendan Marr, Porrick Walsh and uh, Paddy Marr. So, on to midfield then. Um, we've six nominations here, Cotton Mannion from Galway, Keane Lynch and William O'Donoghue from Limerick, Noel McGrath from Tipperary, who I'd imagine is going to be an, a, a, a unanimous selection, Dermot O'Keefe and Kevin Foley. Um, Richie, I, like, I think Noel McGrath is a certainty That's here, a who goes alongside Certainty, him? absolutely, 100%, uh, Noel McGrath. For me, there's only Dermot O'Keefe is the other standout, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that's not going against the, the other players nominated, but I thought Dermot O'Keefe was Wexford's driving force from the middle of the field this year. Um, you know, he was he was shooting forward, he was probably popping up with three or four points a game. Um, very mobile, very fit, very athletic. Um, you know, probably a different style player to Noel. Do you know, Noel is very laid back, very relaxed, you know, very, very confident on the ball. Whereas Dermot is he's very action like, you know, he's always on the move, he's always going. So um, for me, I think they're the two standout performers from for the middle of the field. Um, I don't know what the two guys could be the quickest uh, part of the discussion. That's yeah, I mean, no disagreements there whatsoever. I think definitely the two standout midfielders of the year. I think Noel McGrath just brought his game to a new level this year. I know he's been exceptional for for a number of years now. At this stage, I think midfield suited him down to the ground. I know he spent time, you know, particularly against Wexford in the semi final, in the half forward line. But really, you know, I thought he was invigorated out midfield. Give great support to uh, to his defenders as well, and um, you know, man of the match in dollar in the final, man of the match in dollar in the semi final. Think of that pass that he gave to Seamus Callan against against Leash. You know, every game of the Munster Championship, okay, he was probably you know a little bit subdued against Limerick in the Munster final, but other than that, his performances this year were absolutely ex exceptional. And Dermot O'Keefe, wing forward, wing back for a couple of years, I think he's found his home at midfield. Um, and the way Wexford played and the system they played, with you know giving him a license to bomb forward, it just it suited him down to the ground. Um, so he's the obvious choice there alongside Noel McGrath for me. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, like Noel got one nineteen some this year in the championship, but Tipperary is average scoring at two twenty six or seven, whatever it was. It all comes from supply ball in, which is you know like yep. if you make a move and put your hand like that, and the fella puts the ball into it, like you're going to make that move. All six are moving because every time Noel McGrath gets the ball, if you watch every forward in the pitch is going like the clappers with their hand out like that, going, <laughs> please get me an all-star because if you hit it right, I know I'll get it and I'll finish somebody off. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. just, that killer ball is in him and O'Keefe the same way, I think. I know what Dave used to do on this show with Wexford and the way they were trained and all, but they were so fresh. They were mm. so energetic last year in the quarter, finally looked flat and dead in their feet below Cork. But this year they were way, way better and no better man than and G O'Keefe in the middle of the field. He just powerhouse yeah. like. That'd actually be a good partnership in midfield as well. You'd have the end-to-end -end kind of uh, player in O'Keefe and the kind of playmaker kind of hold like the Noel, centre play. Listen, Noel, I think Noel McGrath is probably the best playmaker out there. Do you know because his vision is is unbelievable. Do you know like he some of the passes he picks out and he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. It's unbelievable. Yes. Like, and you know he you'd look at him on the field. And you'd say that he's, I wouldn't say lazy, but he just floats around. Mm -hmm. Do you know, he doesn't mark anyone. It's up to someone to pick him up, mm -hmm. but he's always there to pick off the scores. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's That's the key. If any player like Declan Ryan or, or these lads that, that I'd have played with that are really good, the game slows down. And you can actually watch him going, I could do that. But then you go out in the middle of the madness, you're going, holy, it's like the middle of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Ainton Station, lads going every direction. But in the middle of the madness, there's that calm figure. And, that's not to dwell on him too much, but again, he's not going to be in the conversation when we're talking about hurler of the year in a few minutes. But for me, he's one of those players that's a real hurler's hurler. Like if you're if you're on commentary or Michael's on commentary or something, everyone they're always you're always picking out the little things that Noel McGrath's doing or you know whatever it is. It's a, he is one of those players that sticks out to player to people who've played the game. Like yeah, and one of the probably his best skills is over the years is that he always has a picture to picture what's going on around him. So most lads get the ball and then they look to see what they're going to do. And I think the, the pass he gave under the Cusick stand, I think it was to, to Bubbles, um, with about 15 minutes left. Before he got the ball, he, he had the look yeah. and he saw the space and his eyes went that way, a bit like Tom Brady in American football. He's looking one way and draws the defence that way. And then 
the ball goes the other way. So he's all the time knows and the awareness and it, and the game awareness as well is, is a key. But that comes from, look, a good grounding above in Lockmore, kicks away the football, plays the hurling. Remember, he played in the Munster club final in Lockmore, he was 18, came into us like, and he was bright eyed looking <laughs> in, coming in the dressing room. And we knew the very minute he walked in the door, he's just an exceptional talent. And uh, yeah, so he like, has I had think amazing what, what helps there as well is that. Like Noel would have started off as a corner forward, mm. so he knows he the knows kind of ball, ball that yeah. you'd like. Yeah. You know, he was probably corner forward. He knows the ball that he would have liked to get himself. He's out around the middle of the field. He's given that ball now, so I think that kind of adds to, I suppose, everything that he brings to the game as well. I think Liam Sheedy has to take a lot of credit yeah, as well, sure. you know, for 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 putting him out midfield this year, you know. Definitely. Well, the midfield was uh, easy enough. I'm not sure the forwards are going to be. We've got uh, 18 nominations, uh, four from Tip, four from Kilkenny, four from Limerick, uh, three from Wexford, two from Cork, and Conor Whelan uh, from Galway. Um, the half-forward line, Richie, um, again, like, you know, there's, there's a... Uh, TJ, I think, is probably going to get an all-star, but, you know, Adrian Mullen and John Donnelly both nominated from Kilkenny. You've got... Jason Ford, Bubbles, like they're, you know, and also it's a bit weird in the forward line this year because so many players would have played games at 15 and 10 and all, all everywhere in between as well. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think, you know, looking at it and just chatting to the lads beforehand, it's very hard to pick. Obviously, there's probably four guys there that you can pick that are guaranteed to get an all-star. Um, I think TJ is obviously guaranteed at number 11. Seamus Cannon I'm probably guaranteed at 14 and then you're looking at probably Lee Chin and Patrick Horgan yeah. you know mm -hmm. those are probably two four that are guaranteed and sorry Aaron Galan as well in my opinion is a certainty you know I, I think he should have got one last year um, but I, I certainly think he deserves to get one this year so um, I suppose looking at the half forward line I suppose the easy one to pick is TJ at 11 um, then you're looking at, at 10 and 12 Probably Lee Chin is probably going to slot in at ten. Um, you know, I think he's he really stepped up to the mark this year for mm. Wexford. You know, he probably came under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of, I suppose, pressure last year when he didn't perform after I suppose giving up his job, turning professional to say the least, um, and didn't really you know show the performances for that. But I think this year he was he was outstanding. Um, mm. I think he really you know his free taking has really improved as well. I think yeah. that was another aspect yeah. of his game that really let him down at times. But this year, I think he was on the, he was on the ball. Um, but yeah, I think look, I think Lee deservedly so wins wins at ten, TJ at eleven. Um, I think the next one then is probably up for debate a little bit. <laughs> well, the next one is do, the, do we agree on Lee? I suppose is yeah. the thing because I suppose his game this year is like as you're saying, like you know, stepped up. The, one of the criticisms of him might have been when Wexford needed him most he mightn't have been anywhere to be seen. It was almost the opposite this year. It was like he could be quiet, but then in the pivotal points of the game, it was like Lee Chin was everywhere in, in really uh, the, the Kilkenny games and, and the Tipperary game. That I seemed think to be they the left him at 11, which is the, the key for him. I think when things are going bad, especially in the final a couple of years ago, you end up wing back. Like. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the fellas around him also helped in that. He just had to play his own part of the pitch. And if he felt stronger, which he did this year, he went out and did that extra bit more. I think last year he was being moved everywhere and it was, you know, the monkey wrench kind of thing. It fixed all kinds of problems for you. And I think he kind of suffered. So this year, I'd say Davey just said to him, look, you're going to, you're going to be playing here at 11 and you do what you can at 11. Break the line as best you can, hold up the ball because when you're playing a, a, a withdrawn centre-back for all the world, he's nearly marking two mm. sometimes. And he's that bull of a player. Like he's been, I thought he was fantastic. Free-taking as well. Like, yeah. I mean, the freeze he struck this year. Like, I mean, that was always the thing for me, that if Wexford were going to win anything, yeah. you, know, you have to have 90% yeah. plus on freeze. And it hadn't been McDonald had been floating around him, watery enough in a lot of ways. The pressure was getting to him. O'Connell was yeah. in there. Well, I'm not so sure, and he stands over it. But Chin this year, when a free had to yeah. be hit, even inside his own 65 there under a hug and stand, because Kevin Foley was hitting them or yeah. Paddy, I can't remember which yeah. one of the Foley, Foley was, hit, was. Paddy was hitting yeah. them, and then Lee kind of by the but like that last three against Kilkenny and Wexford Park, oh. that was missed. Wexford were out. Yeah, Do you know, are, are, were they out? If Wexford were better, were they yeah. out? They're, they're, yeah, whoever lost, yeah, 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 they were out. You know, so he had the confidence. You know, and I, I knew him by him standing over that he was going to get it. You know, whereas in previous years, I would have said 50-50. You know, whereas now I think he's after bringing himself to the level where he's confident, you know, standing over every free that he's going to get it. Mm -hmm. I think he was really, really fresh as well. Come towards, you know, 
the end of the year. Like he he, he missed the, the majority of the league. I think he came back really late into it. Like against Clare, only came on. I think he played maybe one or two okay. league games after it. It was nearly. You were talking about how Wexford was so fresh. It was nearly like yeah, how Lee Chin was so fresh. Yeah. It's you know there's, there's comparisons there, but um, yeah, it's, I, I can remember watching him in the under twenty one game against Yee, blowing Wexford Park. I think they won it, but like he was he was under twenty one at the time, obviously. But he was just you knew he'd raw talent, but the hurling just the skill level just wasn't there. And to think of the player he's now become, you know, his skill level is is really really exceptional. But you know he had his up and downs, you know, throughout the year as well, like against Galway. You're, I know you're talking about the free taking. Mm. He's free taking and, and he, he's shooting that day was so off. Now I know yeah, there was a, yeah. a, a breeze, there was an awful wind there that day. Yeah. Blown away. But then yeah. if you see his you know com conversion rate after that in all the games, mm. it was just absolutely phenomenal. He's a he's a certainty, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. The other wing then uh, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of choices here. Um, do you want to leave that and pick the full forward? The other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, I think that's where it's going. Yeah, yeah. that's where it is. It's like. way it's, that's probably the way it's going to go now. You're better off, I think, going, if you're big, picking six forwards, you have two there, you have three more, and then there's a bait at left half forward. Yeah. Because it's the, you you can't pick that position in isolation without looking at the rest of your forward yeah. line, really. It's a very well, fair, I, fair I think point. the full forward line is picks itself. Yeah. Which is yeah. Galan, Morgan, and Calna. Yeah. Calna. I think, yeah. Um, Do you know, I think... Yeah. There's no, there's no one else really going to, no. I suppose, upset that yeah. in a way, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, as I said, there's, a, there is going to probably be a debate over, over twelve because. Is Conor McDonald the next choice for me? I know he wouldn't have played twelve, but again, if we're just picking six forwards, he, I suppose, even just like if you look at the number, you know, he could maybe he was, he's kicking a goal in from one yard or whatever, but he's still scoring, you know. Mm. Goals and he's involved. He's he's someone that's well for me so, so important for any record with for me and I kind of said it to the lads and it's not because Kilkenny but for me Colin Finley was a certainty for an All Star before the All Ireland final yeah. after the year he had um, now having a bad All Ireland does that mean he loses out on an All Star I don't know but for me that's where again people think it's because of the Kilkenny hat certainly not in my eyes but he was. Brilliant against Cork in the quarter final. He was brilliant against Limerick in the semi final. Um, they probably wouldn't have won either game without him. And probably he's after having one of his best years for Kilkenny in all of his career. Yeah. So, does a bad final mean that he loses out? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure the lads have a different take on it. But that's that's where I'd be throwing my my hat anyway. There's. Uh, I, I think we should get that. The, there's only one tip forward, I suppose, Finn Clue. Yeah, yeah that was like the, as well, you know. Yeah, we had that debate on the. Sunday game tonight, and it was probably the hottest part we had during the meeting. Was does it come down to Colin Fenley, Bubbles, um, Adrian Mullen, that kind of that kind of spot? Like you know, and I even since I've been racking around in my head, Colin Fenley did have a fantastic semi final, quarter final, semi final. In the final, if I had to if I had to put on Michael Kenny hat, I'd say well uh, he had no real hope the way Kenny played, because the ball came raining yeah. out of the clouds. Shane McCannan gave two years in the wilderness because the ball was coming in over the 747 jets flying over Crow Park. <laughs> and you're killed, you just have the whole bridge, you know yourself yeah, inside yeah. there. Awesome. I'd love it when there's high ball coming in and I was playing the goals. It's great because the fullback is behind him and he's shot in the hurdle and he bang, clearing it out, wing back sweeps it up. But if it comes in any way right, and any time mm. the ball came in any way right, Colin Finley caused absolute wreck. And there was a couple of occasions in the Ireland final where one hand pass and he had a goal, yeah. mm. and it just didn't come on the day. So he was still creating opportunities, I'll give him that. Yeah. And out of every the crumbs that he got inside on Ronan Maher, he did quite well. Any low ball come in, he won it in front of Ronan Maher. It's just that we all see the second half and he was oh, getting killed. Like once we went down, you know I mean? the spare and, man. And that was it, but yeah. I, I have a nod towards Bubbles. I'll tell you why, right, because also the Munster Championship, people were talking about Bubbles blowing Cork in, in against Clare today. He was fantastic, right? He had to dip the muster final. It wasn't great against Leash either, right? But for the 15 minutes after half-time against Wexford, when the need was most, he got yeah. three points one after another. The Ireland final got a number of points, moving, bringing other lads into the game, all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking at a pure wing forward for that position, I think it's bubbles of the man. Mm. But if you're looking at your six forwards, then for me it's a toss for time between him and mm. Fenley. And I think the Clare like when they decide that because <laughs> we're going to be biased. Bubbles had such a way. weird year. It was so yeah. up and down. And mm. there's matches you're going, Jesus, he's playing it all. And then there's other, as you said, maybe a 10 minute burst where you're like, 
this is the guy we've like, been waiting yeah. for like yeah yeah I think so far we've picked the team you know and players that have played the majority of the year in their positions mm. you know I don't know they call him play too much of the year out oh. as you know wing half forward but yeah I look at what Brendan is saying there's a lot of you know a lot of truth to it too I just think he started the year 100 miles an hour and he was you know in line for hurl of the year after mm. the first couple of games but then he seemed to just you know, drift out of games too. You know, you're and like you're, you're just saying that you're waiting for him to do stuff in games, waiting for him. He's taken off a couple of times, um, and he just didn't set the world alight. And I know what Brendan's saying. The first couple of minutes after half time against Wexford, he was really, really good. I need a good All Ireland final, especially in the second half. But on a whole, you know, in relation to consistency, and as we said, you know, we're picking the six best forwards, and not particularly, you know, in positions. Just when it comes to the forwards here, I'd have to go with Colin. I think he was um, bare dollar in the final. I think he had a really, really, really strong year. So okay. he'd, be my, he'd be my pick. Well, he could feel, like in fairness to Colin Fenley, could feel more hard done by if he didn't get one, I think, than Bubbles could. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If I'm yeah. taking off the tip hat for a minute. I think, as you're looking at, like, we're forgetting about Mullen. Like, I know he's yeah. not for young harder of the year. Again, up until the All Ireland final, he was after having a phenomenal year as well. Mm. So. Yeah. He bookended his season though, didn't he? Because he yeah. had that first game against Galway and our, the, the, not his first game. He was a poor. He was Galway. poor the first day, and then he just really took off. Yeah, from it was brilliant. But that's like yeah. even to, from your own perspective of knowing kind of Brian Cody, there was a sense in here. We talked about it in the office a lot. We talked about it on our on our podcast that Jesus, when you see a guy going off before half time, and you're thinking like you won't see him again this year again, Cody yeah. doesn't believe in him and for him to be back in the next day and to be borderline man the match for like the next four matches nearly mm -hmm. that Kilkenny played is an unbelievable thing and just shows you how much he was obviously shown outside of the matches well that as well but like again you have to take the day of the All-Ireland mm -hmm. like I'm sure Brian learned his lesson from 2010 you know mm -hmm. starting John Tennyson and, and Henry he put, showed great faith in Adrian Wood on the day of the other in the final because if Adrian wasn't right, Brian wouldn't have started him. There's no way he would have put out a man that wasn't 100%. Not in my opinion, anyway. Now, as the performance showed, I don't think he was he fully right. Yeah. But, you know, Brian showed great faith to start him. You know, he, he was after being a real, he was a go-to guy for Kilkenny and he's only yeah. 19 years of age. You know, there's not too many guys you'd say that about Kilkenny over the years. So, um, again, to me, he was after having a phenomenal year up until the final, similar to, to what Colin was after having. So, you know, is he, will he be a shoe in for Young Hurler of the Year? I think he will. I, think, know, he'll get, yeah, I think he'll yeah. get Young Hurler of the yeah. Year, and as a result, then Colin will probably slip into slip that. Into that. But it's amazing or look bubbles. at the, if Colin slips in there, which he probably will where we're chatting. Like you have one Tipperary forward. Yeah. In the four way. Tipperary backs. And four tip backs. And if you spoke in the end of June, yeah. you'd say Tipper and fire in the back, they have a disaster, <laughs> it's a car crash, and their forwards are going to take him out of a hole. And it's it's just Limerick so only well. got one forward last year, that's, that's true. One forward, yeah. 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 Galan didn't get it, I couldn't yeah. believe Galan, it, he yeah. didn't get it. It just goes to show how good forwards are nowadays. Yeah. And this, you know, and we're talking, it, yeah. I think Conor McDonald is very unlucky as well. I think Conor McDonald is really, really unlucky. I thought he had an exceptional year as well, and you could have easily put him in. The half hour position there as well. He was exceptional. And you'd have to say as well, only Mark Cavanaugh Mark of Leash yeah. was nominated. Yeah. Um, Dunphy as well. Very yeah. unlucky. Yeah. Mark Cavanaugh for me is the modern centre forward. And again, we spoke earlier about in the role and distribution on Mark Cavanaugh. saw him, the runs he makes, the free take, and all, he ticks all the boxes like that and gets on the majority of inter county teams, like, to be fair to him. So, there's that has to be has to be said as well, but yeah. I think again yeah, in the through the, the whole lot, I think Colin Fenley will probably end up getting the, the nod on the on the numbers. Okay, so we'll I'm go sure. with uh, we're going with what the, we think will happen, and I think what we're picking, I think the consensus is somehow come around to Colin Fenley as the as the fourth full forward almost in their incredibly attacking All Star team, which is. Uh, and the role in the goal, we have a full back line of Carl uh, Barrett, Sean Finn, and uh, Ronan Marr. We have a half back line of Brendan Marr, uh, Paddy Marr, and Pork Walsh. Uh, midfield, uh, which kind of picked itself of um, D O'Keefe and Noel McGrath. Half forward line then of Lee Chin, um, TJ Reid, and uh, Colin Fenley, and a full forward line of Aaron Galan. Seamus Callanan and Patrick Horgan. We happy enough with that team? It's not a, not a bad team, really, is it? Well, I think, look, I think Colin is probably going to be the only one. The other five picked themselves, really, didn't they? So, 
there was probably a debate, probably two or three guys could have filled into number Matthew five. Matthew Hannan as well. So Matthew Hannan, right. yeah, you know, so. Yeah. So looking at there, like, Patrick Horgan, like what he's done for Cork Hurling throughout, like, any ball he got against Kenny today. Reverse 11 minutes and seven Cadigan absolutely mm. ran riot. Even against Tipperary, he scored a point against Tipperary under the, the tiered stand. Mm. He was looking the wrong way, and I know Kyle Barrett was shielding him, going, that's okay out here. And he just rolled his wrists. Yeah, and it went a mile into the air over the bar like he'd taken a big swing at it. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just how well, do you mark him? Like? like if you look back at the quarterfinal against Kilkenny, personally, I actually thought Alan Cadigan hmm. was better than Patrick Horgan. Now you, you might find that funny, but I was at the game. He absolutely ran Kilkenny funny. ragged. I, yeah. I couldn't get over. He was running every single corner. I think he yeah. had four or five points scored for play. Alan Cadigan. I thought yeah. he was yeah. just outstanding, but. Patrick and there's Hardin. a reason. There's a reason Callanan is nominated here, or not uh, Cadigan is nominated. He's not going to win one, but to come back from his injury and have the season mm -hmm. he had, yeah. like he was arguably the the ying to Horgan's yang all year. And you mm -hmm. see again against Clare, even he Patrick kept Walsh, the in, yeah. in Patrick Walsh went back in him that yeah. day though in the second half, and that kind of quenched him. Quinched him and that's why you. But still, Patrick fouled him three times. Oh, he did under fouled the Cusick three, stand, yeah. Three times under the Cusick stand yeah. because he was afraid. To he's get afraid, you know. You know, so. But I think he'll. Next year, yeah. if Alan Cadigan gets a good run at it mm. next year, he'll be mm. again. He'll be better again. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how Cork get on in general. It's going to be. There's a lot of interest in kind of uh, players and teams to kind of watch for next year. Um, you'll see. Actually, there's there's not. Um, I think only eight of last year's All Star team were even nominated this year, which just kind of shows you the strength and depth of the game and how kind of things change, especially in the new system. Things are kind of changing from year to year, where teams like Clare, Brendan, who got to a semi-final replay last year, are kind of not even considered here. You know, there's just so many kind of hurdlers that mm. are. Yeah, look at you. You you really have to be getting out of your province first and foremost. Like I suppose Galway, the only team with Cahill Mannion and with Conor Whelan, yeah. who have nominations. You know, okay, Leash obviously winning the Joe McDonough, but um, yeah, in this day and age, you probably you know you have to be getting out of your province, and it's if you don't get out, you're you're not going to achieve these awards, unfortunately. Definitely. Um, on to we like we talked a little bit about about Horgan, but the uh, PWCGA uh, GPA hurler and young hurler of the year awards. We've got uh, the three nominations for hurler of the year is uh, Patrick Horgan, Seamus Callan, and TJ Reid. I think there's a lot of people in Tip, Brendan, who'll say if Shamey doesn't win it this year, we may yeah. forget about it all together. 2016, there was that just general sense. I know we we in here even gave him a, an award where we got the the captain and the manager of each team in the kind of Ballon d'Or sort of way mm. to vote, and he won it by a mile. Yeah. And when he didn't win it then in the All Stars, you were like, mm. you know, and it, it, yeah. there's almost a fear that that's going to happen again here. Yeah, and it? you have to be careful too because Austin, please, you know, disrespectful to Austin either, and say that the vote was split. I think one side of Tip will say that. Well, at least Shamey should get it this time because nobody else is going to vote against him. Because I think Noel McGrath has been the what I've seen around tape in the last since been down. Why isn't Noel McGrath yeah. uh, in there now? With the greatest respect to Patrick Horgan, who's the one would probably lose out. But I think the kind of year that Noel McGrath had, it just comes up. That's in my own view yeah. as to the way it's at now. Having that argument parked up that Noel McGrath I think has been very hard done by in not mm. getting in there, it helps Shamey because it doesn't split that vote. So now it's Shamey, one tip, one Cork, one Kilkenny. And Shamey's had such a year, a goal a game. So taking his performance uh, in isolation throughout the year, you just knew going into that and finally he's going to get a goal. Like how many yeah. generations of players would be able to say that about maybe outside of Henry or this assassin here on the other side of the back. chair. But it's <laughs> to do it so consistently. And teams are so well prepared now and so much video work done, so much strategic thinking done. You'd say at some stage you come up with a way of saying, Jeez, you can't let him score a goal today, but he just gets one. Mm -hmm. And that's the way his year had gone, and he was the go-to man in, in Tip. Since Tip changed the, the style of play under Liam, I think Liam made him captain. And he had adversity through the start of the year because he, the free, he was taking off the freeze. He was hitting freeze wide all over the place because he kind of knew Jason Ford was looking over his shoulder and there was extra pressure on him. He missed him, and he was man enough to say, I'm not taking them anymore, but there's other things I'll work on to get my scores. And I think that transition for me throughout the year showed great maturity. And captains and tip haven't always done the trick because it's a fair weight on your shoulder to captain your county. But he carried that with ease this year and hurled the year for me all day long. Yeah, totally agree with Brendan. Like I, I remember watching a league game at the start of the year. Um, it was in Turles. Um, I think it was against Clare. 
in the league. Tracking back there. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. work rate that day, and that was February, was yep. it? Mm-hmm. I remember looking at it that day and I said, Callan is, you know, I, I, I believe he'd something to prove as well. Obviously being captain was a huge thing. I think taking him off the freeze was massive as well. Took the pressure completely off him. Yeah. He could go out and concentrate on just working hard for the team, you know, getting his scores when they popped up, goal getter every day of the week. You know, you're nearly, he's nearly guaranteed to get you one goal per game. Um, so yeah, look, I suppose everyone before the final was saying TJ was nearly guaranteed to get it. Um, TJ had a phenomenal year. And without, mm. I suppose, hitting the score and heights that he's hit in previous years, you know, you have to mention TJ's work rate as well mm. and everything that he does off the ball and his work rate that he does for the Kilkenny forwards. I think, you know, his scoring average from play was very low, but when you look at the frees he was scoring, he was probably winning 70-80% of those frees yeah. himself. Do you know, so from that front, you know, TJ had a phenomenal year as well, but look, it, it has to be, it's, it's probably written in the stars at this stage, you know, Callanan. He's given so much to Tipperary Hurl, and I think he's I think he's a shoe in for Hurl the year Yeah, I think that game uh, the Tip played against Clare in the league, the first game was was a huge game for for, for Liam and, and the Tipperary players. They were after getting hockey by Clare two weeks before that in the Munster League final, and they, it was a real statement of intent. I think you know, and and you know, Shamey's performance that day and his work rate was something we hadn't probably seen in last year's championship, and. Uh, you know, Shamey didn't set up, set the league. You know, he didn't set the world alight. You know, throughout the league either. You know, but when it came to the championship, he was just a different animal altogether. I thought. You know, he was um, he was exceptional. You know, and to score a goal in every day is just in every game is just absolutely phenomenal. But I know what the boys are saying about you know T.J. Reid and Patrick Horgan. To me, Noel McGrath should be ahead of both of them. Mm. Being honest, and I think probably T.J. should be should be third. Patrick Horgan had an exceptional year, exceptional talents. You know. An unbelievable hurler for Cork, yeah. but I just think what Noel did this year was something really, really special. And to me, he's hurler of the year. He's obviously not going to get it. Shame he's going to get it, obviously now. But um, I just think Noel McGrath had a phenomenal year, and and it's it's a disgrace really that he's overlooked for for yeah. for the for for the gong. As I said, maybe if so many go for Shamey when they're thinking about All Ireland champions, maybe one person gets mm-hmm. left behind. Well, he's showing now at this stage, you know. But again, if Noel was Nominated along with Seamus, would TJ win it because of the vote split? So in a way, it, it is working, as Brendan said, it's working in Seamus's, you know, advantage. He will win Hurler of the Year, but I, I go along with Brendan as well. I think, I think Noel McGrath is a lot of people's Hurler of the Year, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and unfortunately he hasn't been yeah. nominated. Just to know on Horgan while agreeing with you, like it, he's going to win his third All-Star in a row at this stage of his career, which is just a kind of a phenomenal thing. And to get 3-10 in the semi-final, I suppose, it does capture people's, or the quarter-final, it captures kind of uh, the imagination, I suppose, a little bit for, for someone that's kind of done so much in his career and seems to be getting better every year. There's kind of a, you know, I think Patrick Horgan was one of those players who was one of the best in the country for a long time, and then people only kind of on a wider level started noticing it like two or three years ago. Was that, would you say that's fair that there might be he might be seducing people almost by his story? Yeah, like he's like a fine wine. He's getting better <laughs> with age. Like I just can't wait to see him next year in the championship if he keeps if he keeps improving year on year. But um no, like Patrick has been around a long time now at this stage. It's just I suppose Cork, you know, in, in two thousand and thirteen had an exceptional year as well and, and you know that last kind of point he got against us nearly won him in All-Ireland as well, like, so he, he, he has been there, he's done that, but he's formed the last three years, as you just said there, Mick has been absolutely exceptional, so, you know, <coughs> it's, it, it's unusual, like, it's unusual for a team to not get to an All-Ireland semi-final and, and still have a player, you know, in, yeah. in, in the top three, it's, it's really yeah. unusual, I don't think it's ever happened before in either code, so. But you touched on at the start, the biggest thing that's known, I'm sure, on Patrick Horgan's head is, I'm a long ways away from winning an All-Ireland medal. Mm. You can have all the All-Stars yeah, tanked yeah. up. Yeah. They go with your All-Ireland medal, but your All-Ireland medal sits ahead of him in the cabinet. Like, Definitely. So he's, I, well, looking at it as a hurling person, I'd hate to think that in three years' time, Patrick Horgan hangs it up. We talk about the great displays he had, but he ends up in a team that has never won an All-Ireland. Uh, well, we, we were talking about Joe Canning for I was a just long time. Say it, yeah. We, were, you yeah, know, we yeah. were saying the exact same thing. Yeah. So. I'm sure if you ask Patrick Horgan the, the night of the All-Stars when he, when, he, when he will get his award, what he'd prefer, he'd gladly hand back his three All-Star awards. But Joe, Joe changed, I think, the dynamic of the, of, 
Galway by the way he behaved going out centre forward. He was more bullish, he was more aggressive. I think for Patrick Horgan, um, he probably within the dressing room now needs to be more bullish and yeah. more aggressive. Like you'd have been in dressing rooms, you'd have been ones mm -hmm. where you're successful. Someone stands up, one of the older lads, the bench says, right lads, I'm drawing the line here. I know you're, that's my alarm in the middle, you're playing around with there now. Right? And I think until somebody inside in Cork does that, they'll always be seeing this group of players will be seeing the crowd a little bit soft behind it all. Like Nicky just said about us and Tip before, like the double centre Swedes hard on the outside, soft on the inside. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's, it kills you as a player, doesn't it? Mm. As there's no doubt, it kills you. You feel you're a good jockey on a bad horse for all the world and you just need to try to do something to fix him. I'm interested to see what he'll do next year. But they're over they're over reliant on him as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, like and that's in fairness Alan Cadigan tried to take a bit of pressure off him this year. For me, the other players have to step yeah. up to the mark. Do you know what? Because Patrick Horgan can can't do much more than score three ten in an hour quarter final. Do you know what I mean? So like as a whole, and Brendan's right, it might take the likes of Patrick to stand up at the beginning of the year and say, right lads, we need to get up to the level now that the other teams are at. But for me, Patrick Horgan has done it all better winning yeah. all in the middle. Yeah. That's, that's, what's, that's what's left. We're almost out of time, but quickly on the PWC GEA GPA Young Hurler of the Year. We talked about Adrian Mullen already. I think he's probably going to get the vote. Kyle Hayes and Rory O'Connor are the other two nominee, nominees. Uh, Kyle Hayes, if you'd asked halfway through the Munster Championship, probably would have been, you'd have been saying he's going to get an all-star, he's going to be young hurler of the year, he was the one everybody was talking about and kind of, I suppose, didn't finish the season in that kind of, um, in that kind of fashion and Rory O'Connor was almost the opposite, he almost came into the year and by the time it finished he was firing on all cylinders for Wexford. Yeah, yeah but sure, look, look, I don't think Kyle Hayes hit the heights that he hit last year, you know, number one. Rory O'Connor, on the other hand, was coming very, very strong towards the Leinster final, other than semi-final. Um, you know, so both both players could probably you know have a shout. For me, I know we spoke about it already. Adrian Mullen, you know, I think he was having a fantastic year up until the All Ireland final. Yeah. Obviously, with the whole illness in the build up to it affected his his build up and his his preparation for it. But you know, for me, Adrian Mullen could have slotted in on the All Star team. But I I think he'll definitely get the Young Player of the Year. I just want to, you touched on it earlier about the idea of him being a go-to man for Kilkenny at 19. So if you look at someone like yourself coming through or TJ, you know, the player, like, no matter how good you were or how vaunted you were, you kind of played a secondary role up until a certain point in your early to mid-twenties and then you became a kind of a focal point. Yeah. You know, it was the same with Henry, it was the same with you, it was the same with TJ. This guy seems to be like straight in there, and I know there probably isn't that depth of talent in all Ireland winners that's been there in Kilkenny in history, but it is a kind of a testament to him that he's almost been trusted as the second forward already. Look, absolutely, and I suppose you touched on it, Mike, as well. You know, when he was taken off before half time against Galway, a lot of other players wouldn't have been seen for the rest of the year under under Brian's manager management. So, you know, for him to show the faith that he had in Adrian to, to put him in. Again, he was probably one of the first names on the team sheet, you know. Um, and for me, it just it's a sign of what's to come for this guy, I think, in the future. I think he's only going to get better as well. Um, I think we've only seen the kind of the tip of the iceberg this year with how good he can be, especially with good hurlers around him. You know, he proved that with Ballahill um, over the course of the year as well. So, you know, definitely for me, he's, he's, he has to be young hurler of the year. Probably a little bit unlucky again not to be on the actual All-Star team as well. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, definitely. It's Adrian Muller for me. Yeah, I'd kind of followed him the last couple of years, you know, through schools hurling, and I'd seen him a couple of times playing with with St. Kieran's, and he was obviously, you know, the standout player for them in in many games. Um, I didn't think he'd make the step up as quick, but then when I seen him at Paddy's Day uh, in the All Ireland Club Final, I kind of had a fear that you know what he could be fast tracked here, you know, mm. and uh, you know, in fairness, Brian Brian did it and. You know, he had a fantastic year. You know, Bar obviously he was with illness for the All Ireland final and, and the game against Galway. But other than that, he was exceptional. So he's he's a worthy winner of the Young Hurl of the Year for me. Anyway, yeah, I agree with the lads completely. There, like Kyle Hayes, was fine when others around him were playing well. I think when Hegarty and um, what you call it were, were were struggling in the All Ireland semi final, I Tom Morrissey. I think he kind of he let it happen rather than try to change it, and I think. Um, when Kylie sits down with, with him, I think at the end of this year and says, right, we were in a little bit of a storm here. I need my 11 to do what Joe Canning does. And you're now in that space or like what Henry would have done. Yeah. That's 
where you, it needs to go, you know. But certainly Mullen came in with a Kilkenny team again that all year were saying, oh, today's the day now, they'll be better. But he just kept coming up, he kept mm -hmm. going to the ball, he kept popping up, working back, and scoring was, was as well, he was fantastic, I thought, yeah. Mm -hmm. And fair to Rory O'Connor <coughs> in the Leinster final as well, he's exceptionally good. We talk about a great year, Lee Chin, and I know we'll get the All-Star and all, but Rory O'Connor was really, really good as well, yeah. you know, so he definitely played his part with McDonald. But um, overall, I think Adrian Mullen has to be the man. Unanimous vote to finish it, um, and a unanimous vote for hurler of the year as well. So that's good after not too much disagreement throughout the team, one or, one or two little mm. bits. We'll find out on November 1st at the PwC All-Star Awards if um, your predictions and your teams um, actually do come true. But uh, for now, thanks very much for uh, being a brilliant panel. Brendan Cummins, Brendan Bugler and Richie Power, thanks a million.